Germany is very strong when it comes to economy in general, but kind of weak when it comes to digital. to this episode of Open Up Digitals, where we talk with thought leaders on the digitalization of our workplace. Because the way in which we work is changing rapidly because of the digitalization of our workplace, but also because of other technological innovations. And because of the corona, this all has accelerated quickly. So in which way can companies keep up with all these challenges? And how can employees stay connected to the companies, to their brands and to each other? And how can we do things differently or maybe even better. Well, today we are very pleased and honored to talk to Felix Holzapfel. He's a strategic business expert from Germany and he is recognized as a top 50 global thought leader on the digital transformation. Together with his brother Klaus, he is founder of Quovabis in Cologne that helps companies to be future-proof. Felix has written the bestseller Marketing Among Friends and he won several innovation awards. Felix, welcome, and we're very pleased to have you here by Open Up Digitals. Yeah, thank you very much for your invitation. Now, you've had a, a very, very good year. You were a very lucky guy. Together with your wife and two children, you had a sabbatical year and traveled the world. That was before Corona. Uh, now it wouldn't be possible anymore. But you've seen a lot of the world. Were there anything uh, that you found very um, specific, interesting about digitalization in other countries? Um, there were no big things that were really new at all, but for me it's always astonishing to see how in many countries, no matter if it's first, second, or sometimes even third world countries, digitalization is integrated way deeper into everyone's life compared to Europe and especially Germany. You need to keep in mind that Germany is very strong when it comes to economy in general, but kind of weak when it comes to digital. And do you think that COVID will make some changes that will really stay and, and which one will those be? Mm -hmm. I guess that's uh, one of the favorite questions nowadays. Um, frankly speaking, my guess is that COVID hardly didn't change anything at all. At most parts, it only accelerated developments that were already out there for quite a while. Okay. Let me give you three examples. Mm -hmm. First, digitalization. If it's marketing, sales, or the way how people collaborate with each other, digital was already out there all over the place before COVID-19. Now it's just even more omnipresent. Second, less traveling, uh, business and for leisure. Before COVID-19, this was driven by Fridays for Future or similar movements. The term flight shaming became quite popular in Germany already last year. So um, now the shift that was already happening, again, was accelerated by COVID-19. Third, last but not least, my personal hope that um, COVID-19 helped people to recalibrate their life and focus on the things that are truly important to them. Topics like self-discovery courses, slowing down your life, or how to lead a happy life were already quite popular before COVID-19. And the same applies to um, digitalization and traveling. 
Okay, so in, in your assumption, there's not really a big change. There's an acceleration of the changes that were already there, actually. Exactly. Now, we already heard the term digital transformation a lot, uh, mm -hmm. even in this interview. And it's a term that is being used in a very broad way for a, a very uh, large amount of different fields of work and, and, and specific uh, things that people mean to say with digital transformation. And it's difficult for companies to find the, the uh, just uh, strategy to use when they use that term. How would you define the term digital transformation and how do you see that companies could develop a strategy and maybe even use yeah, different persons or people to, to implement that in a correct way? Mm -hmm. Let's start with the first part of the, of the question. What exactly is digital transformation for me? How would I define that, that term? Frankly speaking, I don't like the term at all because it indicates that digital is something new companies need to adapt to now. No, it's not. I started my professional career in 1997 in an IT service company. And even back then, people didn't call it digital transformation, but they were talking about the same topics. You needed to change now, otherwise you'll extinct. You need to tear down silos, otherwise things won't work. You need to digitalize your processes to remain competitive and so on. So this is nothing new. It's just shocking how less happened since then and how much pressure companies need until they are really willing to change. So for me, it's less about digital transformation, but about transformation and, and change in general. Okay. So second part of the question, how should companies develop a strategy? Even if some people believe it or want to make you believe it, no. Digital transformation is, is no rocket science. It works pretty much like every other complex project. Rome wasn't built in a day, but the same applies to pretty much everything else. So um, first, don't try to treat the symptoms, treat the cause, find the root of the problem, ask the right questions. Once you define that, that big project that often seems unsolvable, separate it into smaller subtasks that are solvable. And most important, include your people. If there's one thing that I learned in the past, then it's usually the bottleneck is not technology or processes. It's the people, the organization, it's culture. That's something executives often lose out of sight. This leads to the, to the third part of the questions. Do you need different people to achieve all of that? Um, again, I would, uh, I would say it's less about the people. It's more about the mindset. Are the people willing to radically question everything, even if it sometimes hurts? Do they have extraordinary problem-solving skills? What about their leadership skills? Are they able to transform in an entire organization, sometimes including turning it completely upside down? Often the answer is not yes or no, but somewhere in between. Like so often it's about the, the golden mean, the right mix of people who are already there know the organization, including all its bells and whistles, and some new people who give the right impulses from the outside. Yeah, well, that's clear. And it sounds very good, of course, but with all this new technology entering very fast, especially very rapidly now with all of the corona going, uh, going around, uh, you see that businesses buy new technology off the shelf, hoping that it will solve every problem. But where does that leave the people? Where's the human touch? Because you have to keep them somehow involved and keep them participating in everything that you develop and contribute to the platform that you use. How can you ensure that? Because it's not nothing, so many, so many changes. Mm -hmm. 
Absolutely, that's the, the point I already tried to make in the, in the last question, that thank, uh, companies often think technology will solve their problems. But as already mentioned earlier, usually it's not primarily technology that's solving problems, it's the people. Technology is a very powerful tool, but usually it's not the solution. So again, as already outlined before, the key is to involve everybody or not everybody, but that everybody feels involved to, to integrate the key opinion leaders in your organization. And this doesn't necessarily mean um, the executives or the managers, but often the people who are facing your customers, building your products or offering your services who are running the whole machinery um, behind the curtain. These are the people that you need to win to turn your idea, your project, your transformation, your technology, or whatever you want to do in your organization into a success. And do you have any good examples of how to win those people or companies that have done that in a proper way? Or is that... Mm -hmm. One thing that, that we started to do is that um, companies in our days often talk about custom experience. So they are very customer focused and they do a lot of reviews, field search and so on to get insights from the customers. But they hardly apply all these processes, tools and know-how to their employees. So, and if you want to create the perfect custom experience, you need to start with yourself. You need to start with your organization. You need to take a closer look at what's working and what's not working. And um, companies often say that um, our employees are the most important thing of our whole organization, but um, they don't value and treat them that way. And I think there is a, a shift in the mindset needs to happen within a lot of organizations. Yeah, so, so put your money where your mouth is, or at least not your money, but your attention for that employee and, and give them some, some things to say also in that organization, right? Exactly. Yeah. Well, the, we already spoke about your traveling around the world and, and the digital transformation is in full swing. I already heard you mention something about Germany. In this series of interviews, we spoke with experts from the United States, Malaysia, England, uh, the Netherlands, of course, Australia, etc. And we see kind of like similar stories, but also many differences between the countries uh, and uh, how companies deal with, with the Corona crisis, of course. Um, how do you see that? Um, how about Germany? You already mentioned a little bit about mm -hmm. Germany, but you said that Germany had a lot of homework to do still. Can you elaborate on that? Yeah. From my perspective, um, Germany has a very special challenge. And again, there's nothing new. The situation was the same itself uh, before COVID-19, but COVID-19 again accelerated some developments. German companies know that they need to change um, already for quite a while that they sometimes even need to reinvent themselves. Um, this recognition itself is already challenging or can become quite challenging. It gets even more challenging if you're still very successful what you, what you do today. Why should you do something different tomorrow? During COVID-19, Germany was lucky and at least compared to the economical decrease in most other countries, we did pretty well. Therefore, the pressure on German companies to really radically change and reinvent themselves was pretty low during COVID-19, at least compared to most other markets. But the need for radical change is already there for a very long time. So our success of today in Germany, especially during the COVID-19 crisis, 
could become our problem of tomorrow. Especially if you keep in mind that most other countries did already way better in terms of digitalization before COVID-19. So during COVID-19, this, this gap probably has not gotten smaller, but bigger. And that's the, the challenge that German companies are facing today and in the near time future. Do you have any ideas how they can, yeah, how do you say, take, take that leap and, and, and get in pace with the rest of the world? Do you have any good tips for them, for the German companies? I think what's blocking a lot of German companies, it's our uh, traditional mindset and way of thinking that ensured our success um, during the last decades where things were not moving, moving as fast forward as today, that Germans tend to always want to have a proof of concept before they innovate, which is kind of a catch-22 situation in general um, and gets even worse in a, in a world that's changing even faster. So um, and this is probably the main issue beside many other topics that yeah, Germans need to change their, their mindset. Yeah, they need to change the mindset about innovate because you cannot have a proof of concept before you innovate indeed. Well, um, talking about this innovation, we talked to Greg Fudino. Uh, and he said when organizations uh, evolve, whether to survive or to uh, evolve, uh, whether to survive or to innovate, there is one attribute that is linked to sustained success, the ability for the organization to adapt uh, to the changing environment in which it operates. So uh, the, adapt, the willingness to adapt. Do you agree with him? And uh, what can leaders do for their companies and for their people to continuously adapt and become resilient against unexpected changes like COVID? Mm -hmm. On the one hand, I absolutely agree with Greg. That's exactly the, the point I made when we were talking about the definition of digital transformation. Uh, at the end of the day, it's companies just need to be able to change. On the other hand, I doubt that you can become really resilient against unexpected changes like COVID because unexpected changes means they are unexpected. Yeah. This means it's just impossible to expect them and to be prepared. So, um, but if change is already part of the DNA of your organization, of your people, of your culture, then you're most likely in the best position to handle these type of challenges in the, in the best way possible. And I guess that's the, the shift in mindset again, I uh, already mentioned earlier that I think a lot of companies need to go through. And so actually the main point you're making uh, uh, every time actually is that the mindset is the most important thing for to innovate or to change things in your organization. Um, do you have any tips on how people can make their mindset change? How, how can they be more open to innovation? How should they approach things then? Um, I think it's, um, again, we, we get to the, to the topic we mentioned already earlier. Um, it's about the people and the mindset of the people and um, the, the leadership team of a company and to um, build a really good bridge between the leadership and the, the wider employees, um, wider range of the employees, so that it's not the leadership team and the employees, but it's really um, a team and you um, create really an environment that's ready for, for change and where everybody's heading into the right direction and where everybody is willing to, to fight together and to really go the extra mile and go above and beyond to create new things. And um, so it's not only that change is important in terms of innovation, but again, what we mentioned earlier, especially from a, from a German perspective, um, 
culture and, and companies. And it's kind of funny, I'm talking to a lot of different companies from blue chip companies to SMB companies to many different branches and different categories. And at the end of the day, all of them have the same challenges. It's like history repeating in every conversation. So everyone is facing the same challenges in our days. So I guess that's also important that companies always think or often tend to think we are doing particularly good or particularly worse or whatever, but often it's no, you're, you're not alone, especially in the area if you think you're doing worse. Yeah, so, so you say the mindset, it's important to take the whole team with you. So it actually comes down to like communication and transparency also in a way. Uh, the German Ooh, companies have, have, have difficulty with, with that mindset. Is it also because the communication is different in Germany than in other countries? Um, communication is different and you um, also keep, need to keep in mind, um, on the one hand, it, it applies to the internal structure of an organization, but also uh, in terms of innovation is the entire topic um, data security and privacy, where Germany, based on its history, is just very, very restrictive because it's only a couple of decades ago that we experienced what can happen if the wrong data gets into the wrong hands. And so we are very, very sensitive with, with yeah. data security, which on the one hand is very, very good that we kind of, at least in that part, learned our lessons from, from history. Um, but on the other hand, it sometimes blocks you of, yeah. of moving forward if you're not willing to a certain level of transparency. Yeah, it gets a little bit in the way indeed. Innovation. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, that's clear. Well. Uh, already we're, we're coming to our last question. Uh, looking at the COVID and all this period that we had with Corona, is there one lesson uh, apart from the mindset that, that we can learn from this period and, and what we can take with us to, to change starting tomorrow? Mm -hmm. um, that's a quite simple question. Um, from my perspective, COVID showed us that things can change very, very quick. Even things that used to be unimaginable can become your daily routine just overnight. So I strongly recommend don't think about what you should do starting tomorrow. Of course, you should always think about tomorrow, but you should start to do whatever you want and need to do today because tomorrow already might be too late. That's a very good advice. Don't look at tomorrow, but look at today and start today. Very, very fine quote to, to, to finish the interview with. Thank you very much, Felix Holzapfel. Thank you for taking time uh, to be here with us. Thank you very much for having me.